Hey y'all, it's Teresa Alexis, and this is Baddies with Bibles, an impromptu podcast that stems from my ministry, Baddies and Bibles. Um, I'm going to talk about setting boundaries again. I fit so first of all, I had not planned on talking about it again so soon. However, because this is a new year, it seemed like people either having issues with that or that's what they're doing. And um, the whole that's what they doing thing. Also, side note, don't mind the beeping that's in the back background uh, because I'm going to figure out my life with this whole thing in here. Um, I guess it's my washer from yesterday, which I didn't even hear because that was yesterday. So I'm just turning that off. But anyway, so um, setting boundaries. Lord, people struggle with boundaries, period. And it's, it's, it's just, it's a lot. Um, also, too, let me just preface this to say at the time of this um, recording, I'm doing a number of things. I'm fasting and praying. My fasting is looking different than how I would, how I usually do it. Usually when I do a fast is for 21 days. I've done seven days. I've done two days. I've done, you know, I don't do the hit or miss fasting. I don't know how people do that. But anyway, um, I've done seven days, 14 days, 21 days, 30 days, 90 days. I, I've, I, don't, I don't think I've done anything past 90 days. But fasting look different. Um, but I do think fasting should be whatever is a sacrifice for you and your family it's not always food. Um, for me, a lot of times it is food because, but my fasting for food looks different. Um, I need to, I need to refrain from certain things, but eat other things because I don't get enough of something. So my fast looks a little different. And um, also too, I'm, since we're talking about fasting, Fasting is one of those things where boundaries do come into play. I know people don't think about that all the time, but I do. I think about boundaries all the time. I probably should just have a wall. Ain't no space in here. <laughs> but I probably should just have a wall that is titled boundaries. And um, in my house is what I'm saying. But uh, when you're setting boundaries, you basically are putting guardrails up in your life and sometimes it's for a particular purpose or a particular thing like I have different boundaries boundaries from when I'm fasting than I do from for when I'm not fasting I have boundaries from when I'm studying I will say one thing that's consistent across the board is that do not disturb okay because I sure will turn that on boy that was the best thing ever they could have put on the phone okay and I like Having an iPhone, um, shout out to iPhone users, Androids don't hate, because with my, well, with my Apple products, they all talk to each other. And so if I put do not disturb on my phone, it'll also be on my tablet. But clearly, I'm over here trying to do more than one thing, and I'm dropping stuff on the way. Um, it put it on my tablet, it put it on my phone, and it put it on my, my laptop. Um, when I had a desktop, that uh, that feature wasn't there, 
But now that um, now that it is, if I was to get a desktop again, it would put do not disturb on that. It talks across the board. And so I like that because I don't have to worry about my tablet ringing because my phone won't. You know what I'm saying? So great fe- feature that works and that helps. So but when it comes to setting boundaries, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. We find ourselves in a situation. Oh, there it is. That's why I couldn't find it last night. Um, we find ourselves in a situation where those boundaries get relaxed or they just diminish, you know, completely. Neither are good. I just want to say that I've been in the place of where my boundaries have become relaxed. Um, when I was married, oh my God. So... And and I'll I'll spin the block on that one. When I was married, I relaxed a lot of boundaries that I had, which was not what God told me to do. But I digress, and and I paid heavily for that. Um, and then, as a single woman, there are boundaries I had in place that because and and let me add this in here when you set boundaries you need something to undergird those things because what happened to me was I didn't have not one thing to undergird those boundaries I think with anything you do you need ha- to have something to undergird what you're doing especially if you're living a life that you want to reflect Christ okay everything you do need to have something to undergird it you know such as scripture I ain't had none of that none and when I say none of that I didn't have none of that. I was just like, this is a good thing. This is what I do. And this is what I want to do. It lasted for a while. Until it didn't. So, as a single woman, there were things that, boundaries I set in place. And my therapist did not tell me this. My God that I serve convicted me of this, okay? So, there were things in this life as a single woman I was doing to set boundaries and they lasted for a good time, a long time actually. Probably almost two two years. Yeah, almost two years. Until it didn't. <laughs> Until it didn't because I didn't have any scriptural reference to undergird what I was doing. And I paid heavily for it. I did. And now I'm back on the other side, reestablishing some boundaries, a lot of boundaries, actually, because, Lord, some of those was trash. But I'm willing to admit that and not just to myself, but to my spiritual leaders and to my counselor at the time that I trust for that particular thing. But now I'm using scriptures and things to undergird those boundaries because what I was doing before is when I would set boundaries I'd be like okay you know I set this boundary I'm good I can still go over here I can still hang with these people incorrect (laughs) you know knowing good and well I was not strong enough to handle that I'm strong so on my own I am strong ish I'm not weak but I'm strong ish but if I Line that up with God, that look real weak. So there's a level of strength that we have on our own, 
which is not bad. I feel like God give us that. But there are some things, a great deal of things, actually, that we cannot do on our own. And we need God's help and assistance for that. A lot of the stuff. And if you ain't been married for a long time and then divorced, you probably won't ever understand this struggle that I'm I'm talking about. But when you come out of a marriage, there are things that you are used to in a marriage that you just cannot do anymore when you're single and you're trying to live for God. You know, say what you want to say, do what you want to do. That's you. But I know for me in the call that God has on my life, there are certain things that I just cannot do or participate in. There are certain people that I can't hang with anymore and do things with. And there are just certain atmospheres that I cannot be in because of what God is calling me to. He may not be calling you to nothing. No, 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 no. We're going to scratch that because God calls us to God calls every person to something. It ain't that he ain't calling you. You might just not want to answer the call he calling you to. Or you just may be okay with flowing through life. I'm never okay with flowing through nothing, let alone my entire life. So I'm not a floater, even though some situations and circumstances try to make you a floater. You're not a floater. You're not a floater. There's a specific thing that God gave to you, gifts and talents that he has called you to utilize in certain areas. I believe that for everybody. And I believe that the Bible backs that up time and time again. Okay, so now that we got that out the way. When setting boundaries or reestablishing boundaries, because both of them are sets that are happening, you have to have something to undergird um, those things. And I don't think I said this. Uh, uh, Lord, hold on. I don't think uh, somebody's calling me. I'm going to have to call her back. I don't think um, I don't think I said this in part one at all. I just talked about setting boundaries, which all of that was true, but I had to spin the block on this one because when you set in boundaries, you just need to know, um, let me message her. Oh, well, she hung up. Okay. Well, I will send her a message really quick while I'm talking to y'all. Cause I don't want to forget her and I definitely don't want to, um, forget what I'm saying. Look. mastery okay so what i was saying was (laughs) she didn't get my text message right now because she literally called me right back i'm I'm gonna call her back though i'm gonna call her back um because i want to get this out before i forget because if i pause this particular thing and come back i ain't gonna know what i'm talking about So anyway, but when it comes to setting the boundaries and undergirding it with scripture, I think I think it's a progression thing. So and the reason I say that is because like me, you may have set boundaries before, whether it was prior to marriage, prior to a serious relationship or prior to your engagement to keep yourself pure and righteous and holy before God. And they just kind of fell by the wayside because. There was nothing for him to stand on. You ever heard of like the floor falling from under you? That um, or heard of those stories where people are at a wedding or at a party or something? That that story has been out there so many times because it happened more than once. Where people just fell through the floor. That's how it is when you set boundaries and you don't have nothing to undergird. 
you and what you're setting. And guess what happened when you fall through the floor? You can be severely injured or you could die. Okay. I just think about all the things that could have happened when those boundaries fell through. And this is not just as a single woman. So I want you all to get that out your mind. This is as a woman or person of God in general. I think about all the things that could have happened. Listen, the mistake I made just now is not <laughs> not setting my, my boundary right now, which was putting my phone on do not disturb because two people have called me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get this out and then I'm gonna call them back while I fix me a sandwich or something. But um yeah. I think about all the things that could have happened and how God spared me. But it was to teach me this. It was to teach me that when I'm setting things in place, when I'm, you know, setting boundaries and setting boundaries can look real different for me. It looks like organization. It looks like schedules. It looks like routines. It looks like strategy. It looks like execution. It looks like those things. And so nothing will go right. It'll be total chaos if I don't have nothing to undergird. That's the lesson I needed to learn. I don't know what the lesson is for you. Maybe you are undergirding your things with scriptures, but you still feel like you're falling short or you still feel like things aren't working out for you. It could be an attachment of something or someone that needs to be released that is causing that for you. I think I talked about the cutoff game before. The cutoff game, I think, is different. And this is just my perspective, and maybe it'll resonate with you. The cutoff game says, you hurt me, I'm going to cut you off so you can never hurt me again. When I refer to the break-off game, I'm talking about releasing people, things, circumstances that hinder you in, in a way that's not malicious. So when it comes to the breakoff game, this thing needs to be detached from me right now. I'm going to break that thing that needs to be detached from me. And I'm going to not just undergird it or protect myself with scripture, but I'm going to put things in place and people in place to where I don't end up back in this attachment of whatever it is and self-destruct. Okay. And my pastor talked about that yesterday. Because what's today? Today's New Year's. Yeah, let me. So obviously, I'm doing this yet again. Two in one day, y'all. Might get three. But um, you will not self destruct. And you won't self destruct because you are going to do everything that God is telling you to do. You are going to put things in place. You're going to allow the people He's sending to you to speak life over you. Because let me just be clear the devil sends people too. Yeah. So you probably should be asking God for discernment, discerning of spirits. And look, I didn't got in here and studied and got myself excited. So I'm all up here talking about boundaries because I can do that. And so can you. And there is just something about these boundaries that need to be set. Because even if you are a leader in ministry, this is not just a leader on your job and your home and everything. Because all this applies to that. But I want to talk about ministry real quick. So when you're a leader in ministry, there's going to be people that are older than you that think they can do a better job. It happens more times than it don't happen, unfortunately. 
And what you have to do as a leader is look through the lens and the perspective of God from compassion. You, yes, yes, yes. You have to see things for what they are. I feel like I heard that and I want to speak to that. Yes, you have to see things for what they are. We ain't crazy. We ain't slow and we ain't punks. I, I strongly believe that as a believer, we are none of those things. However, you do have to be wise and discerning. That should be at the forefront. But God is going to give you a way to handle things and handle people. Some people are going to still get mad and be offended no matter what you do and no matter how kind you are. But then you're going to have people that that feel feel that compassion. They feel where things are coming from. Because even with me talking to my leaders once and expressing some things and they're, they're, they're telling me because I don't understand quite. You know, I'm not understanding what is happening here. They are explaining to me what is happening. And I'm like... Ugh. I'm grieved because I'm like, it breaks my heart because what I'm thinking when I see these people or what I'm thinking when I interact with these people is from a place of genuine love and compassion. And so when people don't see that in you because they're too hurt, yeah, it hurts you too. Like, you know, hurt people hurt people. It don't be intentional. It's just that they can't heal you or help you because they hurt. They can't do nothing else. They can't do nothing else. And I don't know if you've ever been hurt before. I feel like that's something everybody go through. But when you are in a hurt place, yo, yo, mind. Now, some people malicious, yes, but I ain't talking about that. Your mind ain't just to go out here slaying folks. And I ain't talking about slaying in the spirit. I'm talking about cutting people, being cutthroats, cutting folks off, you know, slandering folks out here. I don't think that be the intention. But when you don't have anything else inside of you but hurt. You can't nothing come out but hurt. Can't nothing come out but hurt. And so when you are setting boundaries, you are also working on yourself. Boundaries creates a fortress of protection. And when the Bible talks about guarding your heart, it ain't talking about putting up walls. Because sometimes, and I talked about this, I talked about this. Some, I, I thought I was building a gate. I thought I was building a fence. A fence is for privacy. A fence is boundaries. You don't want nobody running in and up, running in and up out of your yard. I know I don't. That's the whole purpose of why I got one. And then there's a gate. There's a gate that invites people in, and 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 a gate that lets people out. But when it's a wall, ain't no in and out. You ain't getting in here. If you already in here and I want to keep you, you get to stay. But if you're not, baby, you ain't getting past this. You can't go around it. You can't go up under it, above it. You can't even go through it. That wall is thick, okay? Did I say thick? It is. So instead of building walls, we should be building bridges. And if you have a need for this fence that I talked about, it should always have a gate. When I think about guarding your heart, that's the visual I get. A fence with a gate. It creates privacy. It creates um, stability. It gives you protection. But it also allows for people to be invited in and to be released out. That's, That's what I get. That's the revelation I get from from um 
guarding your heart. Because that go right in there with boundaries. Boundaries is to guard your mind, your heart, your body even. You know. So. Yeah. And what I'm going to talk about in depth is going to be on another episode. Because these are. These are. Well, I won't say general. But these are boundaries that need to be expressed and y'all need to know how to set boundaries i think i'm gonna teach a class one day on it and i can teach said class because i got a class and i got (laughs) i got some teaching on boundaries and you know it was a shotgun class but that class was so in depth and if you don't know what shotgun things are it's like short and sweet it's not like super long like two hours several days it could be like an hour or so, or something like that. But it projected me on a path of studying and discovering, like, not just what a boundary is, but how to set one properly. Because culture and society is what I was doing at first. Tells you to set boundaries, and it's great, but what, what we gonna have to, for, for it to stand down? Like, what, what we gonna be grounded in while we setting said boundaries, because I can say I want to catch my kids up in their schooling so that they can be ready in August. But I ain't really set nothing in place to undergird if something gets off track or off course. I ain't put nothing in place. OK. And also, too, when it comes to setting boundaries, you got to be willing to ask people for help. I'm not saying you got to tell everybody your business because I'm not an advocate for that. People who know me know that I'm they they say I'm a private person, but no, I I would not say I'm a private person. I'm a protected person. I believe in protecting the things that God gave gave to me. I believe in it's uh, I believe in protecting what is sacred. That's my body. That's my mind. That's my influence. That's my heart. Those things are sacred. My children, my family, you know, even the extension of that. And I am so willing. And I know this God because it's sure ain't Teresa. Let me just be honest. I am so willing to to extend. A branch to extended family that don't necessarily fit into the the fold of my family right now because they've chosen to be in opposition with me and some people just going to choose that and that's going to be their life. I can't I can't allow myself to go there with them for one or you know ditch everything else in an effort to reach them. I'm never doing either of those things. However, I am willing to extend when God tells me to extend and invite when God tells me to invite. Because he see what I cannot see. He know what I could not know. So when he prompts me to do something, I'm going to do it. And I don't know what that seed is going to sow. God does because he see the full, the full evolution that happens behind that. But it ain't about me. I'm willing to do those things because I'm willing to see God glorified. I don't care what nobody thinks of me. I don't care what nobody feels about me. Only God, you know. And I say that a little loosely, but I'm I'm really serious about God and the things that he it is he has me doing. Cause nine times out of ten, matter of fact, 
probably 10 times out of 10, God going to have me do something I don't want to do. And that's uncomfortable. And what I mean is now, you know, good and well, Lord, that they did me wrong and they ain't loving nothing about me right now. You want me to talk to them? I've realized that prayer ain't praying for them. Ain't, ain't the issue. I got to talk to them. Really? You want you. I think God realized that me praying for the people is not was a sacrifice or uncomfortable for me. At first it was, but now that I'm over there, he like, now I want you to go to these people and make contact. I ain't gonna lie. My initial response would be like, bruh. Seriously? That's how I feel. And those of you who are culturally the same as me, you get that feeling in those words. I ain't saying brother God. I'm saying that the feeling be like, bruh, <laughs> you know, and it, it's gotten, I'm like, okay. Cause I don't know how somebody going to get free or how I'm going to get free in an area that I just may not know I need to be free in, or I can't see, I can't feel, I, you know, you just don't know. You don't know. So setting a boundary can change not just your life, but the lives of your children, whether you got small children, big children, adult children, your life can still affect the offspring that he gave to you. My kids are so vocal. They are so my children. That's how I know. They are so vocal. They're little advocates. They stand up for themselves. They don't mind telling me, me now, me, their mother. They ain't afraid of me. Oh, they got my demeanor so much. And I know that that grieves some parents. <laughs> it could grieve us so much because it'd be like, Lord, this me, if I ever seen it in the flesh, you gave me a mirror. And for some of us, he gave us a couple of mirrors. Jesus. But anyway, so, but I, I be so proud of my kids. I do. And I tell them I'm proud of them for standing up for themselves, even against me. And I tell them, I tell them all the time, you can stand up for yourself. You can tell me when I'm wrong. I may not like it when you say it, but what I'm not going to do is be counterproductive and tell you, you can't say that to me. I'm going to teach you how to be more tactful when you do say it to me, but you need to stand up for yourself. I was worried about that for a while and God delivered me from that worry because he reminded me that these are my children. <laughs> Ain't God funny. He reminded me that these are my children that he gave to me that are going to reflect some of the characteristics that he built in me. Okay, God. That means my kids going to be advocates. That means my kids ain't punks. That means my kids will stand on what they believe. My job is to teach them how to navigate that, to give them Jesus, to give them that legacy so that they can pass it to their kids. Because when I tell you two of all three of my children really have my demeanor. But there is one child that I got that um, so I'm I'm a sweet person. I was a sweet person as a kid. My mom would always say that, but she would always also tell me how mean I am. And I'm like, eh, I get it from y'all. Get it from y'all. But anyway, so but there's one kid that leaned heaven heavily heavily. I, I keep trying to say heavily, but my mind and my mouth want to say heavenly. Both, I guess, both. So she is the sweetest child. Oh, she's so sweet. So sweet. 
I'm like, God, what is this child? She is the most. Oh, my God. When I tell you angelic. Oh, I'm so emotional. Almost talking about that because I have never witnessed that in a child. Definitely not a child in my family. Let me just say. And I haven't even seen a child reflect that in my ex-husband's family either. So I know. I know because people want to, you know, they want to make connections and they want to tied into genetics which is very much true and it is but there are some things there are some things that we just get from God that child is like an angel walking among my family I'm not even lying and those of you who know me know which child I'm talking about because you know you got Thuggerilla and Thugette up there and um we say that jokingly y'all so don't don't take us seriously. Me and my group that say that we just be joking, but you know, their demeanor is just it's sweet, but their demeanor is like no nonsense. I know for a fact that's that's me. That's me all day long. I'm really kind and I'm really sweet, but I really have a no nonsense demeanor. I don't play about my my kids for one. I don't play by me. I don't play by God. I ain't playing with you. I don't play by my leaders. Like, so I know that the conference when they were talking about um, my first lady slash pastor, they were like, you don't play. But I walked to the front. I was sitting in the back. I walked to the front. I don't play by her. I ain't playing by her. And there's been some people in her life prior to me, but I ain't playing by her. I ain't playing by him either. I ain't playing by neither one of them. Don't y'all play with me. This my family God gave me. I ain't playing. How I don't play by my real blood family. I ain't playing by them either. I don't play by my spiritual family. I ain't playing. I ain't playing with you. You hear me? Okay. So now that we got that out the way. But yeah. I, she is so angelic. And you know, she is a light to everyone in this house. She's still a kid and she's still learning. But some of the stuff she say. Some of the stuff all of them say, I'm like, these are some Jesus children because I was not saved that young. My experience with God as a child was so different than my kids. Oh, I love my kids so much. I could talk about them all day, really. But they are learning boundaries. And for some people, they don't believe kids can have boundaries. Oh, my kids can and, you know, I will say some of this stuff and how I portrayed it in my marriage was not appropriate at all. But I'm I'm willing I'm willing to admit that, yeah, I did some things very incorrect <laughs> in my marriage because I was young and I was immature in a lot of places. I'm not going to say young because I'm young now and I'm way more mature because of some experiences that I had, but I was just immature. I was immature. That's, that's the truth. And, um, but I voiced to him and his family, same thing I voiced to my family. Cause no one is exempt in my eyes. My kids can very much have boundaries. If they tell you they don't want to sit on your lap or give you a hug or they don't want any physical contact, you need to respect that. And if you don't respect it when they tell it to you, I'm going to make you respect it because I'm their mama. I don't care about being at odds with you to protect what's mine. I really don't. 
and how y'all probably imagine me saying that is probably how I said it. Not nice. I would say that differently at this point. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things that, yeah, my kids can have boundaries. They don't want to hug you. Respect that not. Girl, boy, come over here and give me a hug. I don't want to give you a hug. But I can say hey to you. I'm not going to allow them to be rude. Them standing on their boundaries may come off as rude to you, but that is not rude. That is something that you need to deal with in yourself. You don't have no entitlement to another person. I don't care if they're, they are a child. No, ma'am and no, sir. Okay? So, with setting boundaries, I just want us all to be blessed in this area. With setting boundaries, we need to, one, have things to undergird it. And I know this is going to be a whole series of us talking about boundaries more than these two times. So, let me just throw that out there. One, you need something to undergird said boundaries that you're setting. Two, you need to have somebody in your life that you trust enough to keep you accountable. Somebody that can cover you, that's praying for you, and that's not co-signing your foolery. Um, Somebody said that to me once, that somebody is not going to co-sign. What did he say? Co-sign my lies? Oh, it's co-sign something. Whatever he said. But I don't seek for anybody to co-sign with me. I hold my own. That's my demeanor because that's how I was raised, you know, and I'm not just out here lying and doing stuff like that. So, no, I'm looking for people to cover me because that's what I need in my life. I don't need nobody to co-sign none with me. I can get everything on my own because I got God. That's my feeling towards it. Um, I don't mean that in a conceited or arrogant way. That's just where I am with that. And that's for me. That may not be for you. And that's okay. So you need something to undergird it. You need somebody in your life that's going to keep you accountable and that's going to cover you. And then you need to write those down. You need to write them down because you can think about your boundaries. But until you look at it, read it, recite it, practice it, you you probably ain't got it yet. Like there are some boundaries that I had to reestablish. I had to write them down. I got to write stuff down now. I write down almost every prayer. I write it. I read it. Sometimes when I'm reading out loud, I go on and pray stuff that wasn't even on the paper. I can't come back and write that now because that was a, you know, God led prayer. But God, God is good about bringing things to your remembrance. I don't know about y'all experience, but he real good about reminding me of something I said some I did or some he brought me me through. You know what I'm saying? So let's keep with that energy of boundaries and have scripture to undergird them. Have somebody that's covering us in our life. Write it down so we don't forget it and practice it until we get it. You know, till it becomes culture for us. Culture is a way of life. What's your culture? Is Does it reflect things of God? Or does it reflect things of the flesh? That's really the question. And that's for all of us, not just y'all listening to me. That's for all of us. But I'm hungry. I'm about to go get me a sandwich somewhere, so I'm going to stop talking now, and I will talk to y'all later. So I hope this helps somebody. I hope this bless somebody. Dang, this thing got long, but that's okay. So y'all have a great day. Love y'all.